With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I don't know about you, but I am definitely still recovering from the 2020 Grammy Awards. And I have to say, especially Demi Lovato's big comeback moment, it was so emotional. We're actually going to hear Demi discuss her new song. And later in the show, we'll talk to Lil Nas X, Kesha, Dua Lipa, Louis Tomlinson, Megan Trainor, and Yo Gotti. Plus, we've got new music from Lil Wayne, Justin Bieber, and Haley Williams. All of that and more coming your way right now because today is New Music Friday and Billboard is here to break down this week's biggest releases. Now, my co-host, Fernando Ventura, is actually on vacation, so this week it is just you and me, so get excited, buckle up, let's talk new music. I'm Chelsea Briggs. Welcome to Billboard's First Stream Live. When I sing, nobody's listening to me. Nobody's listening. So, of course, we have to start with Demi Lovato, who delivered her first live performance in two years on the biggest stage there is at the Grammys. She was so visibly overcome with emotion, tears were literally streaming down her face, and she even had to start over. It was, it was a lot. It was emotional. You could just feel she was going through it. But by the end of the song, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. It was definitely a highlight of the Grammys, for sure. The track, which is called Anyone, was also released to streaming services on Sunday, and Demi recently revealed it was written and recorded just days before her reported drug overdose in 2018. And just before the Grammys, Demi spoke about the song with Zane Lowe for Apple Music's Beats One. The lyrics took on a totally different meaning. You know, at the time when I was recording it, I almost listen back and hear these lyrics as a cry for help. And you kind of listen back to it and you kind of think, how did nobody listen to this song and think, yeah. let's help this girl, you know what I'm saying? I used to crave the world's attention. I think I cried too many times. I just need some more affection. Anything to get me by. And I even think that I was recording it in a state of mind where I felt like I was okay, but clearly I wasn't. And I even listened back to it and I'm like, gosh, I wish I could go back in time and help that version of myself. You know, I remember being in the hospital and listening to this song, thinking if there's ever a moment where I get to come back from this, I want to sing this song. All right, he's been teasing it forever and first gave hints way back in 2016, but Lil Wayne's funeral album finally arrived on Friday. There are several big guests on the set, including 2 Chains, J-Rock, and Adam Levine. But here's Big Sean and Lil Baby joining Lil Wayne on I Do It. I don't talk sh- I do it. They say all facts, but don't prove sh- You and my way need to move, Shut the f- no excuses. On Apple's New Music Daily, Zane Lowe spoke with Lil Wayne about the name of Funeral, and here's what he had to say. So Funeral isn't like a loose theme of the record. Funeral doesn't, you, you, you don't see a thread there. Funeral is because I've had an album before called Rebirth. And so my, me as an artist, I always 
title my albums or title my mixtapes or whatever I'm type whatever I'm doing. It's always has something to do with something I've I've already done. So you got a card in one, you're gonna get the card in one, card in two, card three. You get sorry for the wait one two. You get the prefix, the suffix. You get this no ceilings. You get you know what I mean things like that. things like that. You dedication one two three. You get rebirth. You get funeral. Virgil got a paddock on my wrist going nuts. Caught me slipping once, okay, so what? All right, so we are listening to Life is Good, which Drake and Future shared earlier this month. But today, life is great because the hip-hop stars have teamed up for another new song, Desires. Future teased a snippet of the mid-tempo track on Instagram Live in August. Back then, it had the working title of I Know. Well, on Friday morning, Drake shared the full song on his SoundCloud account under the title Desires League 2020 Super Future Drake. You got desires. Fire, and I'm not a liar. You hand me down on my knees every day, had to talk Messiah. I'm in that eight and then one and the two, this is different. Yeah, I try to pay all your loans off and cop you a drive. Here's Billboard's Carl Lamar chatting with Future about the best advice he received from his industry peers in 2019. Who would you say you still look up to, like, from a mentor standpoint, somebody you just call up when you need some advice in the game? I can get advice from Nas. Mm. So many people. Drake, definitely get advice from me. Yeah. What would you say the best piece of advice that you got from an executive lens that you received maybe in 2019? Best advice it was just like be a master of time and then getting things done sooner if you want to go, if I want to go to the next level of just mm. like taking everything to the next level. Like one of my friends called me like, you do something, you do a great job. Being in the studio and recording a lot. Mm-hmm. And that was time to take everything else to the next level by just being uh, just being uh, the master, master uh, timing. Yeah, you got the yummy, yum, the yummy, yum. That, of course, is Justin Bieber's Yummy, Yummy, Yum. I feel like it's been stuck in my head for like the last four weeks. Uh, it peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It's also the first taste, literally taste, that's a good pun, uh, we got from Justin's upcoming album. We now know it's called Changes and will arrive on February 14th, a.k.a. Valentine's Day, a.k.a. just two weeks from now. And so if you have no plans on Valentine's Day, you can hang out with Justin Bieber, kind of, sort of. But the album title and release date isn't all we got this week. So the announcement came at the same time as the launch of Justin's YouTube docuseries Seasons. And we were actually gifted with a second track from the album. Now this one features one of my favorite people, Kehlani, and it's a song called Get Me. Take a listen. Never thought I connect with you. And if you haven't caught the season's docuseries, it takes us behind the scenes of the recording process for changes. Now, you can head to YouTube to watch the whole thing, but here's a little bit of the beginning of it, and uh, let me know if you hear a familiar voice. Justin Bieber announced a massive tour to promote his fourth album, Purpose. The fifth biggest tour of 2016, and across the $200 million mark. True story, I actually didn't know that my voice was featured in it, and I had a bunch of friends texting me the day it was released, so... Does that mean I made it? Kinda? Sorta? Uh, you don't have to answer that. Anyways, Justin also talked to Ellen DeGeneres on Tuesday. You can actually watch the whole segment on the Ellen Show channel on YouTube. But here's a little bit of Justin confirming that yes, Yummy is about his, mm, what you probably guessed, his, you know, private time with Haley. Yeah. 
What were you thinking of when you wrote that yummy? Um... Yeah, my sex life. Okay. That's what I thought it was. Because yeah. um, there's something about toes it curling is. and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm married, you know? Yeah. So, so you got that yummy. Now, Lil Nas X definitely knows how to celebrate Grammy wins. After snagging Best Music Video and Pop Duo Group Performance for his breakthrough hit Old Town Road, Sunday Night, he also dropped the remix from his 7-EP track, Rodeo, featuring new verses from his namesake, none other than, yep, you guessed it, rap icon Nas. Now, the two had already shared the stage Sunday night during Lil Nas X's all-star performance, which also spotlighted Billy Ray Cyrus, Diplo, Mason Ramsey, and my boys, BTS. But here now are Lil Nas and, should I say, Big Nas, yes, I just went there, on the Rodeo Remix. Take a listen. Rodeo or Rodeo, portfolio is so player, tomato or tomato, Nas X or Big Nas, this shit rides. Now, Billboard's Carl Lamar actually caught up with Lil Nas X on the Grammys red carpet where they talked Old Town Road and his six nominations. What has been the most rewarding part of this journey so far for you? The most rewarding part is to just still have people rooting for me, you know, with whatever I do. And it's just, you know, I, I couldn't be happier about that. You know, I already believe Old Town Road was going to get nominated for some things, but seeing my EP nominated and Panini nominated, it was, it was, it was so, yeah, it's it was amazing for me. Just found out me and Mountain John have the same shoes, that's a fact. Hey Chelsea, do you mind if I put this wine in your backpack? Okay, so everybody heard Kesha say Chelsea, right? Yeah, let's play that one more time. Hey Chelsea, do you mind if I put this wine in your backpack? I definitely heard my name, so I'm gonna go ahead and call that a shout out to me personally, even though I know it's not about me, fine. Either way, it's about Kesha, and her follow-up to 2017's Rainbow is finally here. High Road dropped on Friday and finds the singer covering all the emotional bases. Now, there's Tonight, which we just heard, and it really gets the party started, for sure. Meanwhile, the acoustic ballad, Resentment, featuring Brian Wilson, Sturgill Simpson, and Rabel, deals with a crumbling relationship and a very, very different vibe. Now, it's no surprise that Kesha was inspired by an eclectic list of albums when making this record. Among the high road inspiration she shared with Billboard, Beastie Boys, License to Ill, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy, Iggy Pop's Lust for Life, and Lizzo's Grammy-nominated Cause I Love You. Now, you can read more in the full story on Billboard.com, but here's Kesha talking Lizzo with Billboard's Joe Lynch. So, Lizzo, I mean, is just everything that is good and fun and positive and happy and joyful. And I met her previous to her, like, insane, overwhelming, becoming, you know, the biggest artist of the year. Yeah. I met her a couple years ago, and I just remember thinking, like, this girl is, like, so talented. I know she's going to win Grammys before I ever do, and, like, as she should. And I was so excited for her music to come out, and I've always loved it, and she's hilarious. Yeah. And... Remembering that that's a side of my personality that I like and showing that through your music has always been something that worked in my favor. So I wanted to look up to people like Lizzo, like Cardi B, like Iggy Pop, people that are just unapologetically themselves 
and they all have a sense of humor. And now let's check out some of that humor Kesh is talking about working very nicely for her in Raising Hell featuring Big Frida. So we are now listening to Future Nostalgia, the title track to Dua Lipa's sophomore album, which is dropping on April 3rd. Yes, I cannot wait for new Dua. So we've already heard Don't Start Now, and on Thursday we were gifted the album's third advanced single, Physical. Now, Dua already prepped us for what to expect Sunday night on the Grammy red carpet, talking to who else? Yes, Billboard's Carl Lamar. What can fans expect? Uh, well, it's very 80s inspired. It's quite flash dancey. It's fun. You can dance to it. It's it's a whole. It's definitely my like craziest of like high energy songs. And with that, it is time to get our 80s on. Let's get physical, physical. Okay, not it's not that physical, but it this is Dua's physical. Take a listen. Who needs to go to sleep when I got you next to me? There it is. We are listening to the title track of Louis Tomlinson's long-awaited debut album, Walls, which, yes, finally dropped this week. Directioners, I know you're out there. Get excited. Now, Billboard's Taylor Weatherby actually sat down with Louis today and chatted about the new album, and here's what he had to say. What were kind of like the biggest reasons for the delay? I mean, there's obviously been some personal life stuff and finding your sound when you're breaking off from a band can be difficult, but what were like the biggest reasons and when did you finally feel confident that Walls was complete? It felt long and it looked long, but because in reality, when people develop as artists, this happens in the background. So, you know, you might work on a certain sound for like 12 months and then be like, we're going to scrap this, this doesn't quite work. But obviously, naturally coming out of a band like One Direction, the spotlight's on me. So I have to kind of do this developing kind of, you know, in the industry, which is why, you know, if you look back at my first two solo songs, the song with Steve Aoki and the song with BB Rexa, it's like a world away from where we've ended up with walls. And I think I kind of had to go through those moments in my career of kind of improvising on the job, really, and working out, crafting exactly what felt authentic to me. Was there a song that kind of served as like an aha moment for you? Yeah. Kill My Mind and Walls were written like three days apart from each other, and we started with Kill My Mind. And before that song, I'd had a lot of frustrating sessions, um, not necessarily in terms of quality, but more down to like taste and the way certain productions were sounding. We got into the studio and we wrote Kill My my mind and it was written with a deliberate kind of statement of intent of mixing things up and, and, and kind of you know seeing where we ended up with it. You kill my And then we got really excited because that was a real kind of like breakthrough moment on the album um, because that was where I wanted to be sonically. Uh, and literally two, three days later, we followed up with Walls. And those two songs in particular 
um, I'm really proud of, but I think really gave me some momentum in the writing. There's like maybe three or four songs that have stayed in the album that I wrote like two, three years ago, whatever. But I got the bulk of the album in the last six months, definitely. You know, I spent a long time treading water, and then once I got that momentum that I got with Kill My Mind and Walls, it became a little bit more self-explanatory. Kind of opened up the floodgates yeah, for yeah, yeah, you just got that momentum that I needed, really. Yeah. You said that your music was feeling redundant until mm. you wrote Two of Us. Yeah. And you've also talked about how honesty has been a really big part of, you know, developing your sound and really just honing in on what you want to say. So I was wondering if writing about grief and tragedy kind of like also opened up a new songwriting approach for you. It's a topic that not only for personal reasons I was worried about tackling, but also for the broader, you know, the grand scheme of the song, um, you know, it's a difficult thing to write about, not just personally, but you also want to write in a way that it feels relatable. So I will keep you day and night, here until the day I die. I'll be living one life for the two of us. I will be the best of me, always keep you next to me. I'll be living one life for the two of us. Artists always say that picking a favorite song is like picking a favorite child, but is there one that now that you've kind of gotten a chance to sit with the album for a little bit, has really like resonated with you or really made you feel something that you maybe didn't before? It would probably be Walls. It is my favorite song. Um, but in a live sense, I'm always excited to perform Kill My Mind because it's something that it, the, it translates so easily from you know the record to, to live. So that's another moment where if you'd asked me four years ago, do I think I could release a song that killed my mind, I'd probably say no, you know, so I feel proud of finally being in the space that I want to and kind of owning that. So you know it's a good Friday when you get new music from Megan Trainer. Finally, you guys. Her third album, Treat Myself, is here. And man, we have been waiting a really long time. But it's really great. It gives us all kinds of different sounds, including the futuristic funk of genetics, which we're actually listening to right now and features the recently reunited Pussycat Dolls. Pretty cool. There's also the hushed coffee shop jam working on it, featuring Lennon Stella and Sasha Sloan. Meanwhile, Megan actually tells Billboard that the choir-like backing vocals on Wave were inspired by her visits to Kanye West's Sunday service gospel event. So cool. Here's what else she had to say about the track when talking to Billboard's Nolan Feeney. I wrote Wave as a ballad, um, and I wrote it the day after, which is crazier. I wrote it the day after my last album, Thank You, came out. And that's the thing that keeps happening. I keep, like sending in my album and being like, oh, I wrote my favorite song. <laughs> I just did it for this one, too, and I can't put it on this album, but it's okay, because it's still be the next album. It's great. But Wave, like, has traveled so far. I met Mike Sabbath and was like, you are what I want to work with for the rest of my life. I think you're a genius. I think you're our new Quincy Jones and will be unstoppable. I showed him Wave, and I was like, can you just help me produce this out? Like, I produced it, but I want you to finish it. And it's brains like that that I love so much that he heard how I sang with triplets and I sang with a slung and he just put the beat to it and we all screamed. It was like a magical moment, like watching the best movie ever. We were like, oh, this song is lit and turned it into this whole new world. 
And my good friend Tetris Kelly also hung out at Megan's house for a brand new Billboard News interview. You can and definitely should watch the whole video today on Billboard.com. But here she is telling Tetris about her nice to meet you collab with the one and only Nicki Minaj. Tell me about this Nicki Minaj collab. Like, never saw it coming. That's like my top list of like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever get to work with like Bruno Mars and Rihanna and Nicki Minaj. Like, she was up there for me. Yeah. So this was like bucket list times five, times a hundred. Like, I was just hoping that she would hear it and oh, that would be like the coolest thing ever. Let Nicki Minaj and listen to my dude. track. And then to hear she liked it and wanted to do something on it, I was like, I'm good. I can die happy. And now let's go ahead and treat ourselves to a little Megan and Nikki on Nice to Meet Ya. Nice to meet ya. Who you gonna call when you ain't got the... Me and Megan run up in the spot like... I pop off cause I am the reigning champ. Please, no comparisons cause you know they can't. Had to cut the grass, there was snakes in the camp. They know I'm the Billy, I be laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Got simmer, 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 down. All right, next up, let's talk Haley Williams. The Paramore frontwoman's debut solo album is due out in May. It's called Pedals for Armor. And we actually got our first sampling of the music with the spine-tingling lead single, Simmer, which we're actually listening to now. And on Thursday, we got a second track from the album, a poignant song about grief. Here's Leave It Alone. It triggers my worry. Who else am I going to lose? Zayn Lowe sat down with Haley for Apple Music, and she talked about being inspired to write the new track after she almost lost her grandmother. Her and I share a birthday. She's 50 years older than me, so she's 81 now. The day after her 80th, my 30th, she fell. Head trauma, like, the kind of thing that we just had, we had said goodbye to her, right? The weirdest thing is that she got better, but it prolonged the grief because she's not really here with us. She doesn't really remember everything. And it felt like there was a lot of death at the time. People that we knew, people, you know, a lot of disease, like family, friends and stuff. And I just thought, like, what is the point of loving people? The best case scenario is I fall in love, we have a life together, and then we lose one or the other. It immediately makes you want to protect yourself. It's but then you're terrifying. not going to have the experience. Yeah, then you don't. The more you love, the more you stand to lose. But it's like I struggle with it all the time. You ready? I'm ready. And finally, we're listening to More Ready Than Ever, which is how I feel about Yogati's just released 10th studio album. And you know what? Let's let the man himself set it all up for us. Okay, so here's Yogati from Sunday's Grammy Red Carpet giving the scoop to Billboard's Carl Lamar. It's called Untrap, January 31st. It's time. Any collaborations? Who can fans expect on your new album? Lil Uzi Vert on the album, Megan Thee Stallion on the album, Moneybag Yo, Black Youngster on the album. Also, I got A Boogie and Ty Dolla on the same record. A lot of people don't know that yet. When you say you miss me, I can't tell if it's true. So nowadays, I just lie and say I miss you too. In addition to the high-powered collabs, the album also featured last week's single, H.O.E. Heaven on Earth, which came along with a video starring Yo Gotti as President of the United States, wearing a suspicious red hat and promising to make the hood great again. So you gangsta gangsta, you applying pressure, she a bitch ain't, she too extra extra. 
All right, that is our show for the week. That was so much fun. Thanks for hanging out with me. Don't forget to join us every Friday on Billboard.com for your insider's guide to all the best new music. I'm Chelsea Briggs, and my co-host, Fernando, will be here next week. So come back and join us then on First Stream Live. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.